Gabe Geller is in our studio. Hey, hey on. Before you say good morning, I'm going to introduce you properly. He is Director of Public Relations and Client Services, Advertising, etc. for the Royal Wine Corporation that many of us refer to, of course, as Kedem. And now I say Gabe Geller. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. How are you, sir? Baruch Hashem. L'chaim to you. L'chaim, even at uh, 8.20 in the morning. Exactly. Every <laughs> meeting every meeting begins or ends or both with L'chaim when you're involved. Uh, you walk into someone's office, is it immediately L'chaim, or you wait till the end of the uh, of the I, meeting? I usually wait until the end. <laughs> you never know what can happen. You know? Yeah, you never, know what kind of, <laughs> you never know what kind of meeting it's going to be. Uh, huh? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, as we say in the vernacular, it's Arab Thanksgiving. It is. Which means we need kosher wines that pair up well with turkey, um, I guess pumpkin pie. Yeah. Some people have lemon meringue pie, I know. <laughs> uh, stuffing. Uh, what other? Tr- cranberry sauce and all the other turkey and Thanksgiving treats. And there are a lot of kosher wines out there, aren't there? That's true. It's getting more and more, uh, you know exciting and at the same time confusing for a lot of people uh which wines to choose for when for what what you're going to eat well let me ask you a question i mean there are people who are uh, who are visiting relatives and friends tomorrow and some of them really want to make a good impression now i know especially in your capacity that you'd have to list a hundred to fill in the following blank but let's <laughs> let's just let's just reassure our retailers and all the companies you're associated with that we're just using one as an example. You want to go out there and get a, I don't know, a $100 bottle of kosher wine for your host for tomorrow. Fill in the blank. Give me one example of an exquisite, incredible bottle that will knock their socks off and completely impress the host. All right. Uh, I would say Chateau Malartic La Gravière. Is that 100 retail? It's about 100 retail. Maybe, you know, on sale could be good. Say the name one more Maybe. time, slowly. Chateau Malartic La Gravière. And that is from what company? What label? Uh, it's it's That's the winery. That's what it's called? That's what it's called. It's made where? It's made in France, in Bordeaux. Kosher wine, made in France, and it's worth close to and possibly $100 a bottle. That's correct. Are there people who buy that by the case? Oh, yeah. Are there people who drink it on a regular basis? Uh, on a regular basis, maybe some of them, you know, they would be very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the type of wine which at some point weeks or months later is completely sold out? There are wines that as, the, as you go through the year, you know, the retailers know it'll be another six months before we get a shipment of this wine. Big time. Big and time. that's one of them. Big time. That's one of them. It will sell out. But right now it's available. It's still available, not for not for too long though. So would our typical kosher retailers have it? Yes, the good ones, <laughs> the ones that really stock good wine. Absolutely. Interesting. Is there such a thing as a two hundred dollar bottle to bring to your Thanksgiving host? Uh, yes, there is. And that would be, if you would give an example, that would be the Herzog Generation Eight Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. What does that? I'm trying to think what that label is. That something I would ever have seen? A label I would ever have seen? Uh, it's possible. Uh, the it says label, Baron Herzog on it. It says Herzog. It's a, it, it's a very shiny silver label, silver and gold label. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's really hard to miss it uh, if you see it on the shelf. 
Uh, and uh, it's, it's a very big, bold Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon uh, complex and can age for a long time. And if my host knows a reasonable amount about good wine taste, they will turn to me after tasting this and say, you, you hit a complete home run here. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> Mamish. Mamish. It's unbelievable, I'll tell you. It's crazy. Crazy. I mean, I, I'll tell you, if, if you're going to the right place and you want to impress someone, 200 bucks for a bottle of wine is not such a bad idea. That's a great way to impress a wine drinker. That's true. <laughs> Frankly. That's true. It's still pretty cheap compared to right. what's available in non-kosher wine world. Right. Or you can find sometimes wine that, you know, right. a bottle would, uh, would sell you at $10,000 right. and more. All right. So Gabe Geller is here. Let, let's, we'll get to regular <laughs> regular mainstream wines in a, in a moment. <laughs> But since we've already tackled the 100 and 200 level, in a regular um, experienced retail store, the ones that we are now used to in our different communities that are listening, we could go to what price tomorrow? We, we could find a 300, a 400. What, what could we find at the ready? Or is 200 really the limit? You're not going to find in a regular store like that you know, more than a $200 bottle of kosher wine tomorrow. You are going to, I mean, in some stores, you're going to find uh, wines that have been aged for a long time that uh, the store bought years ago and uh, kept for years. And I, and I know sometimes you hesitate, which I understand, to mention specific retailers, but the store you're thinking of right now is in what neighborhood or borough or where? Uh, Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, say. there would be a store, and that would be how much, that bottle you just described? Five, six hundred dollars. It could be five, six hundred. Yeah. So no one's holding a thousand dollar bottle of wine, but but close. That, exactly, yeah. Very interesting. And that bottle, if I had enough money, I could buy by the case or not? Uh, you would be lucky to find it by the case still because that's why it's also so expensive. It's right. becoming very rare. Very interesting. All right, we've got to talk a little bit about, about pairings. You know what the truth You were not born in the United States, were you? I was born in Switzerland. In Switzerland, all right. They don't have Thanksgiving in Switzerland. They do not. No. <laughs> um, there's not a day of the year that's that's dedicated to turkey dinner in Switzerland. No, but you came a... to the United States and you found out. Hey, look at this! Every November, I get to eat turkey, <laughs> which is <laughs> really true. nice. So you know what the basic meal is tomorrow for those who are quote unquote observing that. Even those who don't observe Thanksgiving like to have fun with the turkey and you know all the different you know good food. Uh, who doesn't like to serve and, and eat good food? So you basically know what the meal is like. So th- with that in mind. You probably have in mind the perfect Thanksgiving wines, right? I mean, I would think. I absolutely do. Give me one. Well, there's the one that I uh, brought here today. That's a white wine. It's a white wine. Uh, it's pretty well known, but you know, I, I like to remind people about it because there are so many wines out there. Okay. Uh, it's the Herzog Special Reserve Russian River Valley uh, Chardonnay from Sonoma County. We've spoken about this one a lot over the years. True. And th- and what makes this so amazing for tomorrow's meal is well, there are two main reasons. First of all, it goes great with poultry in general, right. and uh, turkey in particular uh, would go really perfectly both with the stuffing, with the meat, uh, and throughout the meal. So it's a it's a really great white wine. Uh, it's delicious. Uh, the other reason I chose this wine is that this particular vintage, the current vintage that's on the shelves right now. The 2015, and uh, this is, in my humble opinion, it's the best mm. uh, vintage of this wine in many years. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell you a story about that in a moment. Um, so, so this is the type of wine, again, knowing the traditional Thanksgiving meal, 
that you could start at the beginning and go till dessert. I mean, you could you could do this the entire if you wanted to. We would go with everything at the table, basically. Maybe not with dessert. No, not but, with. But yeah. Meaning up till up, up till dessert. <laughs> up to I'm dessert, saying. yes, definitely. Right. Very cool. All right, and that's the and 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 again because the name is pretty long. Anybody who says uh, what is it? What river is it? What do you call it's it? It's Russian river. Russian river. And everybody knows. Right, you just know say Russian river. Herzog, Herzog, Russian river. All right, that's, that's it. it, and that's all you need to know. Uh, I'll ask you this question. Um, I don't know if your bosses will like the fact that I'm asking this question. But I'm going to ask you this question. Average retail price. I mean, people are if they're going to use this wine tomorrow, what are they going to be spending on that wine? It's usually between twenty-five to thirty dollars. All right, so it's not. This is not a no. Exactly. This That's, is what the average good wine drinker is spending on, on a bottle, basically. It's exactly that. Right? I noticed, by the way, that the majority of kosher wine bottles, at least. In, in the local store that I'm thinking of right now are basically 25 to $35. That's true. It's actually very interesting because only 10 to 15 years ago, not even, uh, the average uh, price of a bottle of kosher wine you know, the, that most people uh, used to buy was under $10. Right. was like between $8 to $12, right. something like that, which is the price point of Barn Herzog. And uh, right now, uh, we're talking more about 20 to $25, which Correct. is like the mainstream price. And, and, and frankly, one of the reasons is because the, the, <laughs> the average Jewish wine drinker, and I know this from experience, has gone from the, you know, the bottles in single digits, as you just mentioned, to enjoying stuff that's more in the $20, $30 range. I'll give you a perfect example. I am, and I know that your colleagues like to make fun of me. Thank God you don't. Uh, but I am a massive fan of the late harvest. Help me out here. The late harvest Chenin Blanc. Yes. Absolutely. The late harvest, which I guess, again, it's somewhere over, over 20 bucks, right? Yep. And, <laughs> In that uh, area. Uh, it's, it's around 20 bucks. It's around 20. 20. Major fan. And of course, years ago, I would be much more of a fan of the 6 to $10 bottles. So. You know, just based on my own experience, I know that's true. By the way, you have to admit, even though, again, your colleagues like to poke fun at me, it, it has an unbelievable taste, that late harvest. It's delicious wine. wine. There's absolutely no reason to right. make fun of you. It's incredible. It. It's excellent dessert wine. There are a few uh, wines in that late harvest series. There's also, you know, orange muscat, Love white it. Riesling, Zinfandel. Love it. Love it. The, uh, those are great dessert wines. They even age well. But so, but that's where they make fun. If I'm using the Chenin Blanc during the meal itself, not so bad, right? I could get away with that. Of course you can. Save it for dessert. Come it, on, Gabe. It, it, you know, the, the, the main thing, you know, <laughs> let, let's stop being, you know, snobs here. I mean, I am the snob here, not you. <laughs> You're an admitted wine snob, basically? I am an admitted wine snob. But yeah, truth be told is that the, there's only one rule, you know, uh, drink right. what you like and drink what you like with what you like to eat. Right. Uh, you know, there are, there are wines that pair better with this or that type of dish. Uh, but those are those are not, you know, it's not the low, you know. Correct. Those are just, you know, rule of thumbs for, uh, you know, wine freaks like me. Uh, but, you know, drink whatever you like. You would or not uh, chill the late harvest Chenin Blanc? I would definitely. Oh, you would so, chill it. Yes. So put it in for a half hour, and at least and even, even an hour, you know. All right. So I'm not violating any rules when I do that. By the way, and again, you're going to make fun. I mean, I assume the Joy Vin is is completely on the lower end of that, right? Is yes, that, that's different. It's like more fun wine, you right? Know, party and wine, barbecue. If someone likes a good kiddish wine, they could use it, right? And so I actually had it recently. Again, same thing yeah. in the fridge overnight. In the and fr- not an hour in yeah. the fridge overnight. Absolutely. That's how outrageous I am, Gabe Geller. <laughs> 
Well, you, you're, you're doing the right thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I guess. Gabe Geller is here talking about Thanksgiving, and now we're up to dessert. Obviously, you've covered, and, and again, Russian River, that's the key word, everybody, if you want the best for the uh, for the meal itself. Uh, you know what uh, the dessert consists of, essentially. It's a lot of pie, a lot of very, very sweet things tomorrow people like to serve. Um uh, not unlike you know most desserts, but my point being that most people are not serving a fruit platter tomorrow. <laughs> most are serving really good, su- not. <laughs> yeah, really good sugary stuff. You know, if there's fruit, it's inside the pie. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, what would you recommend having that in mind to uh, cap things off? Well, I personally, I love pumpkin pumpkin pie, and uh, you mentioned also lemon uh, right, lemon, lemon meringue, meringue uh, which is one of my favorites. Uh, so definitely the the late harvest that uh, yeah. we mentioned before is uh, is a great option. That, any of those four? Yes, any of those four. The orange muscat. The the the, the, the late the, the late harvest zinfandel. I would probably more pair with a pecan pie actually. Right. Uh, although it could go well also. I I can see it. You know, go go well with uh, with the pumpkin pie. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there are also other wines. There's a Tsafona ice wine. I had that. I remember having that. That that wasn't bad for a guy like me. I yeah, no, I'm sh- I'm sure you would like it. Yeah, that's, that's a good that, wine. That, that's right. Is that is own. that very popular? Is it like is it out there a lot? It's growing in popularity. All the, reta- it's, all the it, retailers have it. It's still rather new, you know. That, but I thought it's hard to get. Am I wrong about that? It's it, it is hard to get. Yeah, that's what you I know. thought. You know, the the the, the Herzog late harvest wines are produced, you know, in thousands of cases. Right. Uh, the Tsefona, it's maybe a few hundred cases. Right, but it'll be more. I mean, as people, you know, it's going to get yeah, more popular. It's a small winery. Right. Um, there was something I wanted to mention. Yeah, and and on this subject, you just mentioned about you know certain years being better than others. You know, so again, some of your colleagues like to make fun of me when I talk about this, but <laughs> on the black muscat. Yeah. Okay. Which years ago, I, as a novice, as somebody who's not a great wine connoisseur, <laughs> as you know was able to tell the difference between years. There were certain harvests with the black muscat that were just outstanding. And if it was that year, you had to run and get it. And frankly, if it was not that year, I would I would avoid it for the entire the entire season. Of course. The most recent one, what number would it be? Would it be 2016, 2015? What would be the most uh, recent one on the shelves for, now? For the black muscat, yeah. I would believe 2016. Outstanding. Do you know about this? That the 2016 is outstanding. I did not taste the 2016. I'm telling you, unless I am out of my mind, I am telling you this may be the best one ever of the Black Muscat. Fantastic. And it is just, and it's uh, that. That's where I'm proud of myself. It's the only wine where I can really tell the difference (laughs) between one year and another year. It's very (laughs) important. It's very important years, you know, with wine vintages. Right. Uh, I mean, we talk we talk about that a lot, but it's it's really really important. Uh, right now, we're actually very excited because we're about to release some uh, very exciting high-end uh, Bordeaux wines like the Malartic, like Lagavier, like, like which we uh, mentioned before. Right. Uh, so we have many uh, wines from the 2015 vintage uh, from Bordeaux coming in, uh, which was one of the better uh, vintages in, uh, in a long time. And uh, it's very exciting for the customer consumer because the, the, the last great vintage for Bordeaux was 2010. Uh, however, there are not many kosher wines uh, from Bordeaux from the, the 2010 vintage, uh, and it's quite the opposite for 2015. There are many, and uh, we are having an event on uh, December the 11th uh, in uh, in Brooklyn in Dumbo, uh, and we'll have all those wines. Well, uh, that event is specifically for for a type of wine, or it's uh, it's specifically for French wine uh. in general. 
but the stars of the event will be the new 2015 right. Bordeaux, and it's going to be... Open to the public or not? Open to the public, yes. The 11th of December. Absolutely. Um, Gabe Geller is here. We're talking about kosher wine here at JMM. Can a company survive when when it's five, six, seven years of what people consider not their best vintage, or or it doesn't, or it's still good enough? And, and oh yeah, I shouldn't. You know, you know, you know, there is exception. Right. So the there is good. And so the wine drinker knows it's good, but yeah. just some years are outstanding. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes you know, it, uh, even if it's just you know good or very good and not outstanding you know it's uh it's it's a better bet for most people because right. the, the outstanding years uh tend to be more expensive also understood all right um a note about hanukkah sure you know hanukkah's <laughs> right around the corner a lot of obviously a lot of dessert wines we already spoke about this morning would fit perfectly again with, with some of the, the donuts the donuts and the, all the sweets that people like to have the chocolate coins yeah. <laughs> <that> people <laughs> also there's this perception um certainly at least uh, somewhat accurate that people like to serve uh, at their parties dairy meals uh, on Hanukkah. So again, we and I hope we'll have a chance between now and Hanukkah yeah. to you know to go through some of the, the list of those. Obviously tomorrow night's meals is usually for those who are observing Thanksgiving is much different. Than yeah, that's that, that's usually flashing. <laughs> you can say that again. Um, but one of the things that shocked us about Hanukkah is that your company is doing a KFWE on Hanukkah. Down in Miami. Uh, that's that's true. I'm is going that, there. Is that the I'm, first time that it's on Hanukkah itself? Uh, I do not know if it's the first time, but I do believe so. And the reason I say it like this, with this type of uh, surprise, is because I know a lot of people in your company would like to clear their calendar and make sure to be home uh, during the first days yeah, of Hanukkah. That is that is, that is a big issue for us. It's going to be a great uh great event to be at and to hang out on uh, on Hanukkah for the people of Miami right for Florida and, and people who happen to be uh to be traveling to Miami at that time uh but uh, it, it's a bit more challenging for for us for the right. company uh because of course most people would like to be home with their families and all that uh so we had to really uh to really insist and find you know volunteers uh, to go to Miami and help setting up the event. I'm one of those uh, people. Thank God my wife and, uh, and our baby are coming with me. Ah, so uh, so that's not that, that's not such a, See, that was my such great, a problem. That was my greatest concern was the families on Hanukkah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but uh, why did the event end up there? Like why do the people you're partnering with in Miami want to do it on Hanukkah itself? Wouldn't you think it would be right before? Uh, I would have done it probably at a different time if, no, it was up to me. Uh, I do not know why the decision was to uh, was to do it on Hanukkah. Perhaps you know it's it's an event like a that's, that's being done in, you know in partnership with uh, Witzo right. uh, in Miami. Right. And, uh, I believe that uh, Witzo Miami uh, thought that uh, doing it on Hanukkah would be actually some uh, some great event for people. Right, a nice uh, Hanukkah event. Yeah. Actually, from their perspective, it's yeah. a great idea. Absolutely. All right. The only guys in convenience are you. <laughs> that's, all right. that's all right. That's all right. Other than that, it all works out really well. I mean, we, I, it's open to the public, right? I mean, people can it's buy a, tickets. Oh, yeah, big time. Because uh, we, were, we were actually considering, you know, should we be down there in Florida? Because we yeah. absolutely love your events, of course. And uh, then we were surprised to find out that it was uh, coinciding with Hanukkah. But everybody down there, everybody down there in Florida, and those who were planning on being there in the middle of December, circle the 13th of December. Circle the 13th of December. It's going to be a great kosher food and wine experience 
uh, down and is it in Miami proper or north of Miami? Or? It's in uh, Aventura. Aventura. Oh, that's really convenient for a lot of people. Turnberry Island Resort. There you go. All right, so that's going to be really nice and fancy. And plus, in addition to the wine, there'll be plenty of food as well, right? Oh so. yeah. And one would have to bet there'll be donuts there that night as well. Uh, I, <laughs> I would, would hope so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think there will be. Uh, and you can just search KFWE, Coach for Food and Wine Experience, for information about the Miami event. Plus, of course, in February, both New York and L.A. are going to be prominent on the calendar, and we'll speak about those as we get closer and closer. Gabe Geller is here, Royal Wine. Everyone now has their uh, assignment. If you're heading out to um, to purchase a uh, wonderful bottle of wine for your host tomorrow, if you want to serve something great or... Anywhere in between, if you want to, you know, all the recommend all the recommendations we made today sure. are certainly acceptable. Uh, before the late harvest Chenin Blanc, I remind my listeners the wine that I and after the Black Muscat. So between those two, the wine I was going crazy about was the Orange Muscat, and that one I notice never really changes flavor or like that's a really good consistent wine. You know what you're getting every time you open up that bottle. It is. Uh, you know, Herzog Wine Cellars in Oxnard, California. That's one of their main features. That's why people love their wine so much is that, uh, you know, across vintages, uh, people re- really find consistency. So sometimes it's a little bit right. better, uh, but, you know, across vintages, the wines are always uh, dependable and reliable. What's the most, is, is Bartonura still the most popular Moscato? It is, because there are, there by are, far. Because there are a lot of them now, you know. <laughs> by far the most popular. Am I right? There's now a Carmel one? Uh, there, there are many and um, Gabriel one, and there, um, there is from, uh, from Carmel and right. Tepperberg, right. and oh, Tepperberg uh, has a winery. Yeah, they I do. They, they have actually two: the red one and the white wine. Boy, yeah. But Bartonura continues to fly. Uh, that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And there are a lot of, and again, nothing against them. They're they're amazing, and they've been phenomenal for us. But um. But I'm I'm just letting everyone know that there's an unbelievable variety of them now. I mean, there's so many out there. there. there with with different there, are actu- there are actually a couple new ones that uh, that we're very excited about and that are already hits. You know, they they just uh, were just released uh, uh, over the past few weeks. The sparkling rosé uh, Moscato for Bart- from Bartender, a great party wine, wow. uh, beautiful packaging also, and uh, the new limited edition demi sec. <laughs> A lot of good stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have it. All right, Gabe. Um, anything else you want to add? Anything else to tell us today? Well, no matter what, tomorrow uh, with your uh, Thanksgiving meal, right. have some good wine and have some good time. You know, Drink what you like. Enjoy your meal. Enjoy your wine. Uh, that's the most important. You know, I may give uh, suggestions. Uh, advice and I'm always available to uh, to answer uh, to answer any uh, inquiries whether by email or to Facebook uh, but you know go with what you like and for those of you who've been tuned in for the last 20 minutes or so you know that uh, we are making the following recommendation Russian River for the meal and late harvest Chenin Blanc for dessert that's how we're going 100% for Thanksgiving 2017. All right, we will have an opportunity to speak more about Hanukkah as we get closer, I'm sure. And again, obviously, that would be dominated by dessert wines. And uh, and what traditionally pairs with dairy? Is that white, red? Is it, is, is it anything uh, well, when in it a category com- like that? When it comes to Hanukkah, of course, I mean, uh, dessert wines, to go right. with the donuts are uh, certainly uh, the, the way to go. But uh, 
with latkes, uh, oh, which are not right. necessarily sweet. I mean, of course, right. you know, sour cream and, uh, and apple sauce, that's, uh, that's right. great. Uh, but uh, if you're going to go with some savory latkes, uh, I would definitely recommend sparkling wines. Dry sparkling wines. Uh, they are awesome with anything deep fried and latkes on top of them. Give me one example of a dry sparkling wine. Um, I would say the Rothschild Champagne. Retails at around? It's, it's not cheap. You know, it's around 70 to $80 a bottle. There are sparkling wines that are at that price. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a very fancy champagne. Uh, you know, I was just a few weeks ago, there was the uh, Wine Spectator Wine Experience. Yeah. The Wine Spectator Wine Experience is uh, the most prestigious wine tasting in the world with the most uh, luxurious, uh, expensive, uh, arguably the very best wines of the world. That happens where? There. That happens here in, in New York, York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at the, the Marriott uh, next to Times Square. Okay. And uh, Rothschild Champagne was one of the select few wineries that were showing their wines uh, at the event. Of course, they're pouring the, the non-kosher uh, right. version of, uh, uh, of the Rothschild Champagne. And we are very uh, lucky and privileged uh, and honored. To, uh, to have the kosher uh, Rothschild champagne. Very cool. I'll tell you. And again, the retailers have it. Absolutely. They do. And if they don't, ask it's a it. big mistake. Yeah, they should. And you should ask for it. <laughs> Gabe Geller, happy Thanksgiving. Hope to see you again before Hanukkah. If not, then Hanukkah Sameach. You got it. Thank you, Nachum. Happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate that. And email address, if anybody has any questions, would be? Sure. So it's... Uh, G Geller, G G E L L E R at Kedem.com. Tadaraba. My pleasure. Thank you. Best regards to the entire Royal Kedem family. More coming up. It is a Wednesday Arab Thanksgiving at JM in the AM. <laughs>